When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the red solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. Welcome to another episode of Productivity Meets Party. If you want to be productive, change your life for the better, but also want to turn up, then you are in the right place, partier. My name is Perry Richardson, aka Party Perry, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. In today's episode, I have Tesla Goodwin. She is the brand manager for iHeartRaves. Today, we are talking about what it's like for working for iHeartRaves and branding. We discuss what iHeartRaves looks for employees, why branding is important, and the key components of having a strong personal brand that will increase your follower count and your engagement, baby. This is a really good episode, y'all. I definitely recommend take some notes and listen to this multiple times. Tesla drops so many great nuggets in here. It's a really good conversation. If you're loving the podcast so far and know a party animal, then show them the podcast. Share it on your story. Tag the podcast, Proactivity Meets Party. Follow, subscribe, do all the things. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I truly would love that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much, everyone who's been coming back every single week. It means so much. I've gotten such amazing feedback, and I love you, Party Squad, and I hope I can meet you one day. If you're new to the podcast, a very special welcome. I hope you're ready for the party. I hope you're ready for it. Before we get into the episode, I want to share my see a chug, send a chug, and my party foul moment of the week. So my see a chug, send a chug this week, I'm not really sure how me and Doug got on this topic. I think we were watching a wedding show, and this girl, she shows up in a second dress, and Doug's like, oh, I can't wait to see what your second dress looks like. And I'm like, usually, like, you don't have two dresses. And he's like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, no, you don't. And he's like, yeah, every bride has two dresses. So that's my see a chug, send a chug. Doug thinks that two dresses is really common in a wedding. So I'm going to stick with that. So I'm going to get two wedding dresses. I love that. He thinks that's a thing. And it is. We are making a thing today. Two dresses all the time. Let's go. Yeah, so that's that's really funny. I want to take a step back and explain what this is just in case you are new. So my see a chug, send a chug is a moment that I just have to share that I'm really grateful for. And my party foul is a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. So my party foul is, I don't really have like a crazy one, but I got a microphone, the Blue Yeti, and it was kind of expensive. It was over $100. And I do like the audio, but I say like peas so much in my podcast. Not sure how that happened, but there's like always like popping sounds and it kills me. So I was like, let me put a sock on the microphone and the sock sounds so good on the microphone. It's so crazy. I might have to buy like a pop filter, but I'm digging the sock 
we are keeping the sock and i love it so much i'm glad i put the sock on the microphone all right party squad let's get into the episode thank you tesla for coming on this is such a great conversation if you're not growing on instagram it's probably because you're lacking something in your brand branding is the core of growing a large following having high engagement and to really just show up in the world branding is important branding comes first all right let's get into the episode what's up party squad i am here with a very special guest i wanted someone from the iheart raves team to come on and i've always been talking to tesla for a very long time just like back and forth through emails and through dms and she was the just perfect person so thank you for coming on tesla goodwin is a brand content strategist for amazing group which includes amazing lights iheart raves and into the am so thank you for coming on to the show Yeah, no problem. Um, I actually just got promoted recently, um, and I'm now officially the brand manager for iHeartRaves, but still it's all under the amazing group. Nice. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. That's super cool. So just tell me more about yourself. This is the first time that we're actually really chatted and getting to know each other, but where are you located and what do you do? So I'm located in Los Angeles, California. I've lived here for a while now. I went to college here. Um, I'm actually living in a little place called Palos Verdes. It's in LA County, but it's a little bit outside of the city. Um, It's actually my grandma's old house and I just moved in here recently. Um, So it's been pretty amazing adjustment. I was living in a really tiny place um, before and now I'm living in like a big house, but it's old. So there's a lot of work to be done. Um, That's kind of one of my side projects. Um, but yeah, I'm the brand manager for iHeartRaves. Um, I've been working for iHeartRaves for almost four years. Uh, started off as the marketing coordinator. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just worked my way through different positions, learning different skills, and then recently got the promotion to be the brand manager for iHeartRaves. And that's yeah. my full-time nine-to-five job. I do other stuff on the side, too. I have my own fashion company. I just started with my boyfriend. Um, and, uh, my house renovations, that's pretty much taking up a lot of my other, my other time. We like to do kind of crazy themes in our rooms and lots of stuff, but yeah. I'm excited to see like all the rooms that you do and definitely like redoing a whole house takes a lot of time for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our bedroom is the one room that we've really been focusing on and it's like a woodland, um, like garden theme. So it's like we put literally AstroTurf on the floor and then we have like this amazing mural on the ceiling that's like the sky with branches and then green wallpaper and then a big like fern wall. Um, It's pretty crazy. But yeah, so we're working on that. And then we also have a tiki bar. Um, Okay, I might have to come over. Yeah, you should. Seriously, it's really fun. It's called Deep End Devs. We have like a location on Instagram and everything. Um, My boyfriend's really into tiki cocktails. So um, that's kind of one of his hobbies. And we just started like wallpapering the whole bar with like pages from an old atlas that I found here in the house that was my grandpa's. Um, oh, wow. So that's been a really, that was what I spent my weekend doing last weekend. Panically oh, <laughs> like, like covering all the walls and old maps. <laughs> that's funny. That's super cool. That's your grandpa stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So what did you go to school for and what college did you graduate from? Um, I went to USC and I graduated Southern California and then I graduated in 2013 with a degree from Annenberg in public relations. 
So I majored in public relations, but I minored in visual culture, which was in the art history department. And that allowed me to take a lot of creative classes like film critical studies, art history classes, photography classes. I took a songwriting class, um, just anything that was really creative because I really had like a difficult time choosing between going just straight to fashion school or going to a regular university. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really happy that I chose a regular university because one, I got the full college experience. Um, and then two, I also like had a degree in something where like, if for some reason I didn't want to work in fashion, I could change like marketing and PR, you can do anything, any fields, you know? So I do think like, I'm happy that I made that choice. If I was going to go back, I probably would do, I maybe would do just straight marketing, um, because the business side is something that I've really been having to learn on the job. Um, just as far as the data is concerned, the numbers, the financial stuff. Um, I never really learned any of that marketing, but luckily my boss, Amanda is a fabulous teacher. Mommy unicorn is her, mm -hmm. is what most, most people know her by. Um, but she's my, she's my boss and she's been teaching me so much. Yeah. I love how you said like, not really learning like the business stuff in college and like you're actually learning it like hands-on same for me I have my bachelor's in healthcare administration with a minor in public health I went to UNLV here in Vegas and I just feel like nothing that I learned in my classes are like relatable or like I'm really like teaching myself new things in like a real like practical situation Mm -hmm. yeah I, I went to school at a really weird time too because social media was just starting it was like the baby, baby days of Instagram. Like Instagram wasn't even a thing until my senior year. And so all of the applications that like, all everything I needed to know to do my job now was so new that the teachers weren't even really teaching it yet. So I got a lot of education, at least in my PR classes that weren't super relevant. Um, I learned like basic things that I still use today, like communication skills, building relationships. That's obviously what PR is as a whole is building relationships. And that's a huge part of my job now. But as far as like the social media, influencer, email, pretty much everything else that I do, I have learned either at this job or previous jobs before this. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. So I want to get into what is a brand manager? What do you do? Um, brand manager is someone that really does everything for the brand. So we oversee um, all the marketing. So this includes like social media campaigns, blog posts influencer partnerships, email campaigns. Um, for the emails, I actually do all of the copy. Then I'm kind of the liaison between the design team and the creative team. So we have like uh, our photographer who chooses all the images and the layout and then the design team that physically does that. And I'm like the liaison between the two, making sure that our sales are included, making sure that it supports um, anything that we have going on in the website that we wanna push making sure that the copy goes to the correct places. So if we want to promote bestsellers, if we want to promote sets, whatever we want to do and wherever we want to lead them to, um, I usually will ask the merch team, like, where do you want it to lead to? And then I'll be the one that writes in the copy that makes sense for that kind of collection. So that's pretty much essentially what I do. Um, also festival partnerships, community outreach, charity, pretty much everything like I oversee. And then I manage other team members that pretty much specify like in a few of those areas. So I have like a social media coordinator and like I approve all the posts, but she physically is the one posting and writing the copy. And then same thing for um, for influencer. I still have 
some influencers that I manage, but I'm mostly handing them off to some other team members. And then they'll present like new influencers. Like, do we think about this girl? Do we like this person? How do we feel? And then I'll say like, yes or no. So it's a lot of like approval um, and also just maintaining the overall brand image and brand voice with like everything that we do. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That's awesome. I know that you mentioned team members. So who's really under you? So I have Madeline, who is our social media coordinator. Well, actually, she works for the um, the amazing group now, too. So she does amazing into the AM and iHeartRaves, and she does influencer. Um, and then she mostly works with TikTok and video content. And that's kind of her specialty. Um, and then we have a festival coordinator who we just hired. Her name's Sabrina. And um, she handles all the Unicorn Crew, um, which we've been making some changes and updates to that program. Also festival influencers, charity partnerships, um, and then also the Unicorn Crew page. So the Instagram page, she manages that. And then we have Patty, who's our social media coordinator, and she runs the iHeartRaves main page. She does all the story requests, uh, all the stories and all the feed posts. Um, and then some other stuff like reporting, metrics, that kind of thing. And then we have Lars, who is our corporate copywriter, and she helps with product descriptions and product titles, as well as helps our SEO team. And then we have our blog editor. Um, her name's Julia, and she runs our blog. Um, and I just kind of like oversee and point her in the right direction. And she either does the writing, she coordinates with all the writers. And yeah, that's pretty much our team. And then, of course, Amanda. So Amanda's yeah. our boss. She's the director of marketing for um, the Amazing Group. And yeah, I work with her. And then I also work with some other people more uh, closely as well on other teams, but that's like our core marketing team for iHeart. Mm -hmm. I love that you have so many team members. It really does take a village. There's a lot of moving parts in a business, especially a business like our heart raves in the amazing group. I think you guys are probably the biggest festival EDM brand currently right now, for sure. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and that's awesome that you have team members. And it's good to know for the listeners, if you love social media and marketing and PR, like there are jobs for you that you could like do and love. Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, I'm a big believer in making your passion your profession. I had this absolutely amazing professor when I was at USC and he had the coolest life I'd ever heard. He um, started uh, he started out um, planning Woodstock. That was the first thing that he did. He, wow. he planned <laughs> Woodstock. And then he um, was he was involved with tour managing for like Janis Joplin. And then after that, he helped fund Martin Scorsese's first film, which is Mean Street. So that was like the 70s. And then in the 80s, he became an investment banker. And then in the 90s, he started working with computers. And then he became a professor. Wow. And I just felt like he always had his finger on the pulse of like what was happening in culture that was going to make a difference. And mm -hmm. he just followed that wave. And I've just always, he's always in the back of my mind, like make your passion your profession and um you know always listen to what you enjoy doing yes for sure i love that i'm kind of in the situation of like i work like my nine to five i was telling you earlier but i have so many passions like the podcast and like posting on instagram and now i'm a coach and i'm realizing that i love that more and i love marketing going back like looking back now i wish that i would have got my degree in marketing instead of healthcare administration because at the time when i was like healthcare money i'm gonna make a lot of money i can't 
like do with blood i'll just run a hospital money cool fine but now being older because i think i made that decision at 18 and looking back and seeing what i love now it's like i really love marketing and creating i never thought i was a creator or like being creative but i love that side of me now yeah i know what you mean um i definitely like I, I, the, the good news is that even if you don't study something in school, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't work in that field. Um, there's definitely people at our company that haven't been majors in marketing or social media. It's really just about your skills. And so if you have the experience, the work experience, the degree doesn't really matter that much anymore um, as far as like your field is concerned, as long as you know what the skills and also there's a lot of stuff that's teachable. Um, we hire people really based off of passion for the brand and passion for the EDM scene and passion for raves um, in a lot of our positions, almost first and foremost. Um, and, you know, we're willing to train people that have that passion and have that drive. Yes, 100%. I agree. Like, you can be taught skills. And if you don't need a degree to really do what you love and work and do something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are your day-to-day -day duties at work? Um, so my day-to-day -day is pretty much about three hours is spent in meetings. Um, the first half of the day, I usually spend approving things that other team members have worked on um, and answering questions. So as soon as I sign on about like 9 a.m., Slack is like, blah, 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 like just crazy. Mm -hmm. I probably have at least like eight or 10 Slacks that I need to answer various things, approvals on mailers, um, approvals on the social schedule, approvals on reach out templates. It could be anything. So I spend a lot of the first half of my day really doing that. I also will create the meeting agendas that I have for that day. So if I have a one-on-one, -on -one, say with Sabrina, I'll go through my notes and figure out like, okay, what do we need to talk about? What, what, did, what did we do last week that was good? What should we continue to do? What do we need to do looking towards the future? Um, and then the second half of the day, you spend on working uh, like personal projects I have to complete. So something that I'm in charge of is inputting the mailer requests. Um, and I usually have to do at least one of those a day. And then also writing a lot of copies still, um, reaching out to influencers um, and just like going through, like we, I have my influencer list and I have kind of notes on everyone. And I just make sure that I'm not missing anything like uh, for the week, you know, making sure that the festival, like looking at the festival calendar, and making sure that I have sent packages out to all the people that are attending those festivals coming up. Mm. Um, yeah, so pretty much a lot of that. Um, and then also I like to redo my to-do list every day and review my list every single day um, because there's always stuff that comes up. So sometimes mm. if I'm in a meeting, I'll just write it on my notebook. And so at the end of the day, I'll make sure that all of those notes are in my base camp with due dates. Um, base camp is a, is a kind of like tool that we use at work um, and it allows me to kind of like put all of my tasks in one area or organize them as much as in any way that I want to mm -hmm. and then with different due dates and stuff so I it's really about organization um, so I spend a lot of my time just making sure that I'm on top of everything and then if there's anything I can push to the next day I'll do that you know mm -hmm. um, and then just like answering emails and stuff 
Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of questions for you. First yeah. of all, I want to mention, I love that you said about the list and like changing your to-do list. Some things like shit comes up and you got to do like sometimes important, you know, urgent tasks. I love that. I'm the same way. Like I do plan my week and then in the morning I plan. And then sometimes in the middle of the day, I'm like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to have to change it up. So I love that you said that. And then what's the mailer? Um, that's just the emails that you get. So um, okay. we call them mailers. So that's like, if you get an email from iHeartRaves, that's like shop, like our new collection or whatever. And like the subject line with little emoji, I do that. So I'll write the subject line and then like the thing that you see in your inbox. And then when you open it, yeah, just all of that and approving it. So yeah, just all the emails that we send to uh, our list. Nice. Cool. Do yeah. you enjoy writing copy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I've, I've always been a writer. I always kind of say like, I'm like a magazine writer. I talk like I write very conversationally. And so I did that even before I studied PR, even in like high school and stuff. Sometimes the professor or like, sometimes my teachers would say like, oh, you just it just sounds too like conversational, you know, and that was kind of always a little bit of a slag. But then once I got to college, I started, um, I became the fashion editor for our school paper and writing conversationally for a blog for an online publication is exactly what you want. Yes. And exactly. yeah. And so for my job here at iHeart, that's exactly how we want to write. It needs to be fun. It needs to be flirty. It needs to be punchy. And so my writing style is actually really suited to, especially to our brand, because specifically like I, I'm so passionate about festival culture that like, I'm always um, you know, injecting that wherever I can, like, you know, just using words like festy bestie or like festy faves or look fire or like, you know, a lot of like slang terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to like stay on top of those. Um, I kind of have like a running list of like things that are cute that I've heard someone else say or comments that people make on pictures. And I kind of collect everything. Um, nice. You never know when I'm going to need to write something. Yeah, I love that. Like getting ideas, like going through people's like comments or posts and see what people are using. I guess that's also great for SEO too, for you guys. Yeah, definitely. I I also work a little bit with our SEO team um, in general. So now that we have Lars, she's doing most of the copywriting. But before that, I was doing like the collection descriptions, um, everything for our website. So the stuff at the bottom that you don't really read, obviously, that's all the stuff for for SEO. So if you go to like our tops collection and you scroll all the way down, there's like a bunch of paragraphs of text. And that's all with baked in with our keywords. Um, and so I help with writing that stuff, too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, cool. yeah, I'm going to have to bring you back on to talk about SEOs. <laughs> that, I, I'm definitely not an expert. I barely know anything about it. But um, the guy that uh, works for the amazing group, Leonard, he's like an expert in it. Um, okay. And he's taught me a lot about SEO and keywords. Like I didn't even know anything about it until probably about a year ago is when I started working with him and trying to help him update some of our stuff and update our blogs and things. But yeah, I, I still pretty basic knowledge. Okay. No, you're good. I'm going to have to get Leonard's email and be like, Hey, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be awesome. He's, he's great. So how did you get um, your position? And if anyone's listening, how do, how do they work with iHeartRaves or with the amazing group? 
So my position came about pretty serendipitously. Um, it was definitely a matter of the stars aligning um, and just kind of being the right place at the right time. Um, a couple of years ago, I was doing vendor coordinating for festivals. So I was setting up all the fashion vendors um, and the food vendors as well. I was doing a lot of freelance work. I was doing styling work. I was doing social media, just kind of like all over the place. Also working a bunch of parties and you know, just kind of living the freelance lifestyle. Um, and so I heard about the job position through a mutual friend of me and Amanda's actually. Um, I hung out with this guy at a party. It was really random, hadn't seen him in a while. And I get a message from him the next day and he's like, hey, um, do you know anything about e-commerce? And I was like, yes, but like, what exactly? Like, yeah. what you know, e-commerce, like, yeah, I've done this. I worked, I worked for a sunglass brand called Chili Beans. I've done product descriptions. I've done this. Like, what, is, what do you mean? And he's like, well, iHeartRaves is hiring a marketing coordinator. And I think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, yeah, that yeah. would be Sign me up. <laughs> 100%. And I had just started looking for a full-time job at the, at that time. Um, I kind of made this decision in my head that like, Honestly, I just wasn't going to make a living doing vendor coordinating. Even if I did every single festival and traveled every single weekend, there's just not enough money in it. And it was also becoming pretty exhausting traveling yeah. to festivals every weekend or doing events constantly and having to be very bubbly and lively and like party mode all the time every weekend party mode all the time even if I wasn't needed to pretend like I was you know and it was mm -hmm. it got really exhausting and so I made that decision and it was I don't even know maybe like a month after I had applied for a few jobs I wasn't really that excited about and then I applied for that and it was it was a pretty instant connection um I made made the very specific choice to keep my hair pink which it was pink at the time I was pink for like four years and put glitter on for my interview um and I was like if I heart Reeves doesn't want me with glitter and pink hair then like <laughs> I'm out of here and it was something that was super memorable people even talk about it today like I remember when you came in and you had glitter on and we were like yeah this girl's awesome she totally gets the brand mm -hmm. um and Amanda and I really hit it off I hit it off with everyone else at the company and I was really impressed with Brian too who's the CEO um he just he 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 really I got the sense that he was really in his business for the right reasons like he truly loved his business and he truly loved everyone that worked for him and um I asked him you know like what's the hardest thing about your job and he was like finding the right people you know that's really the hardest thing mm. everything else comes but finding the right team members to support um is really important and there's like you know our company brand values we are really apparent to everyone. We have this really cool thing called um, recognition and it's a, it's a website where you can recognize a team member for doing one of our core oh, values. I love that. That's amazing. It's, it's super cool. And it also it comes through Slack. So like if you're on Slack, we have like a little chat and it'll say like so-and-so was recognized for being passionate. And then it'll have like a little oh. paragraph about what they did and why they're amazing. And it's just a really supportive environment, which I didn't know, of course, the first day I was hired, but I got the sense of that. And it's only become even more true after working there for a long time. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that. I'm actually part of a coaching membership called Growth Day and Mel Robbins on it. She's a motivational coach. And this month is about leadership. And during the um, talk, she was saying that 
one in four employees want to quit their job because they don't get recognition from their employer. So that's awesome. I love that you guys do it. Definitely like as an employee, you're like, yeah, I want to work harder for you. Like you feel like now that you're, you feel like you like are the company, not that you are like working for the company. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. And everyone's very supportive, like extremely supportive, always willing to lend a hand. And a lot of it is because of that, because people are constantly being recognized for the good job that they do and rewarded too. Um, that's something that like coming from a crazy freelance world where like, I didn't know if I was going to get paid on time ever. Like my standards were pretty low. Mm -hmm. Um, but coming into this job, like good, good work is rewarded. Um, and I saw that really, uh, soon when I first started working there, I saw people get promoted a lot. I saw people get raises a lot. I saw people moving up in the company, like very soon after I was hired. And I was like, okay, like I can see this as long-term. Yes. So if anyone is looking to apply for you guys, do you just go on the website? There is a careers page. Um, Let me get the exact link. I think it's just Amazing Group Careers. Um, If you search, yeah, if you search Amazing Group Careers, it's like the first link that comes up on Google on the Amazing Group website. And we are hiring. So we're hiring for a lot of different positions and in in a bunch of different departments for all three brands. Some people just work for one of the brands. Some people work for all three, Um, but we are hiring. So definitely check it out if you guys are interested in working for us. Do you have to live in California or do you offer like remote positions? It depends on the position. Okay. So if it's a marketing position, remote is okay. Um, I think we're hiring a, a buyer for the merch team, an associate buyer, and that would have to be a California because they need to come into the office and be available for photo shoots. So majority remote is going to be fine, uh, except a few different, a few positions. Okay, good to know. And then I'll have that also in the show notes for you guys that you guys can apply. I'm super excited. That's awesome. Um, and I hope you party squad, you better apply. I know most, I think everyone's a raver or like in the EDM scene space. So that's amazing. That's super cool. I want to get into branding because I could talk about like iHeart Raves because it's one of my favorite brands. It's like the my first rave outfit. I was like, I'm going to get from iHeart Raves. Like I already oh, know. <laughs> makes me so happy. And then okay. I've just, I've been shopping with you guys since I've been 18. I'm 25 now. So wow. I, uh... <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you so much for your continued support over the years. Honestly, it's like the most rewarding part about working at iHeart is just like, hearing those stories about how confident and special our products have made people feel and how good they felt in their outfit and just how much fun they have and how much memories they have wearing those wearing our clothes like that is just so rewarding yeah i heart raves and just like the whole amazing group definitely has been really like inspiring in like the rave community for sure you've definitely been um influenced influential in just fashion and design and how to be a leader and like raver just like safety for sure awesome thank you but we'll go into branding because this episode is all about because branding is super important I feel like if you're not growing on social media if you're not getting clients it's probably because your branding isn't strong so I want to just talk about why Um, having a mission statement and values are really helpful for branding. 
Um, yeah, the mission statement is super important. It really guides all of your decisions because it's you're able to ask that question like, does this support my mission? Does this support what we're trying to do? And if that answer is a hell yes, that you probably have a winner. If that answer is a maybe, that's something you're going to want to think on and maybe get some more details. And if you're like, eh, I don't really know, I might, I feel kind of weird about it. That's generally when you're not going to want to pursue a project or some kind of campaign. Um, our mission statement is to inspire confidence and empower self-expression through fashion at music festivals and beyond. And that's really what it is at the core, right? You know, anyone can make clothes and sell them, but not everyone can create a community of people that feel like they all belong together, that they're part of the same team. Um, and that's really something that we've, we've fine-tuned over the years. Um, we also have a full brand guide, which I would highly suggest to anyone who is doing either a brand or for their personal brand of coming up with that mission statement. Um, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, words that you want to use, colors you want to use, um, things that you would never say, people that you would love to work with, um, how you would talk to different customers, what kind of copy would you write? How would you answer a DM? Um, do you use emojis? If so, which ones? Um, do you use really flowery language? Do you do long captions, short captions, whatever it is. It's really all about that, that mission statement. It comes back to that. Yes, I love that. Like you said, all of that. The first thing, cause I have a course teaching people about social media and the first class is all about branding. And I'd have a worksheet and it's how do you not want to show up online and how do you want to show up online? And I feel like a lot of my students look at the worksheet and they're like, I don't understand like why this is important. I'm like, well, that's the core. Like you really need to know like how you're going to show up and how you don't want to present yourself to really have that connection and grow your audience. Yep. I totally agree. It's definitely the first place to start and it can change, you know, it's not set in stone. But definitely figuring out that mission statement and trying to, the, the reason why the mission statement specifically is so good is because it, it does allow for a lot of different things, right? So like to inspire confidence and empower self-expression, like that can mean a lot of different things. So it still leaves it open, um, but it, but it fine tunes it a little bit like enough so that you don't have to, that your, your brain's not going in too many different directions. You know, you can, you can easily kind of say yes or no um, if you have some kind of guidelines. Yeah, okay, that makes sense for sure. Is marketing the same as branding? If so, if they are different, how are they different? Um, they definitely work alongside each other and you can't have one without the other. Um, branding generally becomes comes before you begin marketing your product. Um, but it's always developing for sure. And it'll be shifting to accommodate different trends, developments, things that happen in society, things that happen with your customer base, whatever that is, it can always shift. Um, but the branding, it really includes just like things that generally aren't going to change that much. So that can be your logo, your brand colors, any um, symbols that you use, your consistency with design and con uh, content, all of that stuff. And really like having that outline um, and then making sure that everything that you put out on the marketing side matches the branding. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how they go hand in hand. So for example, I'm creating a landing page that's called an impact page, and it's going to talk about all of our charitable efforts. 
And since it's going to be something that's living on our website long term, we're going to update some of the copy, but for the most part, it's going to stay the same. That's something that I would say, okay, we want it to be really on brand. And if you don't know what the brand is, that's going to be really difficult. So because we have such a clear brand, that is something I can tell our designers on like, like, just make it really on brand, make it really iHeart. And they get that. For us, that means blue and white, unicorn, sparkle, hearts, stars, really like fun and cute and like loving, you know, um, that's our brand. Like generally we sell edgy clothes and we sell stuff that's like a little bit more like, you know, base style or like fishnets or just like, you know, stuff like that. But our core is you can sit with us everyone's welcome. We love you. Plur. And so when it comes to anything that's going to be marketing materials that we're handing out to a lot of people. So if that's like a flyer, if that's like our packaging, anything like that, you're going to want to keep it within the brand. Okay. That makes sense for sure. And definitely. So branding first, but the branding needs to be included in your marketing strategy. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when it's something that is going to be reaching a lot of people, you know, like if it's going to be a representation of your brand, if it's like one Instagram post, that could be a bunch of different things. But if it's something that is like more, you know, major, like I said, like this landing page that's going to live there, live on there for years, you want it to be really consistent. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. What are the key components of really building a strong personal brand? Um, I definitely say knowing your audience is huge. Um, So who are you talking to? Who are your customers or your followers, your fans? And what do they want? Why do they follow you? Why do you want them to follow you? Um, I was listening to, uh, or I attended this thing called LaterCon. And it was uh, like an online convention that Later um, put on, which is like a social media um, tool that we use for scheduling Instagram posts. They do some other Ooh, stuff as well. Okay. Um, and there was this amazing um, influencer. I'm sure, well, maybe you've heard of her. She's pretty famous. Her name's Color Me Courtney. And if you haven't seen her, everyone that's okay. listening right now, check her out. She is like ultimate goals. I think she's an amazing example of how to just nail your personal brand. Ooh, um, thank you for that. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Um, but she was saying that her number one piece of advice, and I've thought about this so many times, is what added value are you giving? So for her, every mm. single post that she does, it's not, hey, I have a cute outfit. It's, hey, I have a cute outfit in two colors. What color do you like? Which one would you wear? Um, it's a giveaway. It's entertaining. So like maybe it's promoting a certain like outfit, but the content is funny or it's something that you want to know about. Like she did this post that was like, I think it was 10 things that you didn't know about Clueless. I think it was, I don't remember exactly what movie that movie it was, Mm -hmm. but that was like, who wouldn't want to know that? Everyone's Mm going to want to know 10 things you didn't know about Clueless. And so like the posts, like the you have this added value that even if you're not going to purchase like the clothes that she's wearing or listen to her podcast or do any of the things that she wants you to do you're still getting added value from her content and you're gonna stick with her because of it yes Mm -hmm. i just thought that was like amazing um Mm -hmm. and she's really like since then i've just been super duper inspired by her um and the other thing would be consistency so 
consistency all across the board, whether that's how many times you post a week, whether that's the time you post, what kind of content people can expect from you. Um, and she also had the t this tip that was like, no more than three things. Like if it's more than three things, people get really kind of confused, right? So if it's like, it's fashion, it's her, she has another page that's Disney related. So it's like fashion, Disney and recipes or something like that. And then every post has one of those three. So it's like mm. not trying to do too much, but giving yourself enough room to be creative at the same time. Yes. Oh my God. I'm like nodding my head. So crazy. Um, <laughs> so many things to talk about this. Um, having like content pillars for sure of you, that you're, that you are so able to express yourself like in your niche and that you're able to like show who you are, but able to serve your target audience and who you want to serve and give them content that they want for sure. I love like, who do you want to serve? Like who's your target audience and having a niche for sure. For sure, I think is important with branding. But if you are talking to everyone, you are talking to no one, like you really need to be like, hey, like, hey, you a lot of the things that I've been doing recently on like grills are my photo photos, I'll be like, hey, ravers or music festival or rave just because you're like, oh, like, that's me. Let me continue watching. Let me continue reading because you're really just like, this person's really talking to me. And I, I love that. And then the yeah. consistency too, for sure. I totally agree. And I think that actually you do such an amazing job on your page of staying within those, those content pillars and always having something entertaining. You have like your fashion outfits, you have tips, you have kind of like almost like meme style content about raves that everyone can relate to that are just entertaining. And then you have your coaching sessions and it's like, it all flows because it's consistent. And it all makes sense. And it makes sense. Like when I see it, I'm like, that's Perry. And I have a, such a strong sense of your personality and your viewpoint. And I always feel like I'm getting something out of your content. And that's totally key. So I think you do an amazing job at that. Oh, thank you, Tesla. That like means so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's, ah. I mean it. I always say I never give compliments that I don't mean with my full heart. I'm, I'm a big compliment giver, but they're always, they're always very heartfelt. So, Thank, you. Well <laughs> Thank you. And I like how you said too, like it's all kind of different, but it's consistent. So it flows. So I, okay. I know a lot of questions I get, it's like, but I'm OT passionate. I want to post all these things. Like you can, but you need to be consistent with all the exactly. things that you post for sure. That makes sense. Exactly. I love that. Because if you post one time about something and then never post about it again, and then you try to post it again in two months, people are just going to be really confused. And you don't want to confuse people. You don't want to ever give someone the ability to ask, why am I following this person again? You want to always say, you want people to always say like, oh, yes, I'm so excited. There's a new post from Perry or there's a new post from iHeartRaves or there's a new post from whoever. You don't want to have that, that questioning of like, what is the, what is the point of this? You know, you always want to make sure that there's a point and people get it. And there's so a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah, for sure. I like that. So what are some ways and how would you really increase your brand recognition? Um, I definitely say to just, you know, keep it really consistent with like the logo, the brand colors, um, and also just like the content that you're, that you're, that you're serving and also the format in which you're serving it. I think that People find a lot of comfort in people that post things that are not only 
the same uh, like um, category, but also presented in a similar way. So some of my favorite content creators do things that are like very similar all the time, but they're different okay. enough. So like there's this girl named Marta Sierra. Also, if you haven't followed her or seen her page, go follow. She's a huge, huge inspiration. She makes these really like viral fashion videos where she's changing in a bunch of different outfits. She's doing these crazy transitions while she's like in the streets of like Italy or Rome. Italy. Oh, that's super Italy dope. Rome is in Italy, <laughs> um, Europe, um, in different cities. And so she'll do like something where there's like a light post and then like she'll walk into the light post and then she'll come out in a different outfit. And it'll just like, way. she'll like have a book. And every time she puts the book up and down, her outfits change, like just really like mm. wild transitions and tons of outfits all in one video. And every video she does <laughs> is exactly like that, but they're all different. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you like one, you're going to like the, all of them kind of. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that she does a really amazing job. Uh, her and then there's another couple i think there it's like maria and Mar marika and jake snow i i never remember how to pronounce her name but it's this couple and they their whole thing is that like they're tra they're a traveling couple they go all these beautiful places in the world and majority of their content is together and they do everything like they do funny try to do funny yoga poses they do like cute like um this is our hotel tour they do like whatever it is, but it's always like with them together. So you know that at that, when you go to that page, you're going to get their something about their relationship. And if you like their relationship, mm -hmm. you're always going to go back because every post is about their relationship, you know, and you can see them being cute and cool in these like crazy, beautiful places. Um, and so I, I think that like the style of how you do it, whether that's like, you know, are you always talking in your videos? Like you were saying like, hey ravers, like you're addressing the camera. Is that something that you do consistently? Are you addressing the camera a lot? Are you doing, um, you know, how are your transitions? If you do transitions, do you never, like just getting a little bit more fine tuned on how you're presenting the content. So not just what the content is, but how you're presenting it. And I think that um, that's a really good way to get people to get on board with you because if they know that they're going to get something similar every time they want, they, they're going to want to keep following you. If they like one thing and then they're like, oh, every video is just as good. Like every video, oh my God, she has more styling videos that are just like this, but different. Amazing. I'm always going to love it. So yeah. Thank yeah. you for saying that. I love that. Mm -hmm. There's so many like good nuggets in this episode. I'm super excited to air this to the audience, Ooh. but I definitely think like being consistent with the same content, like is key for sure. Because like one day if you're posting rave content and then all of a sudden you're just posting like random photos of you and your dog, people are going to be like, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. Exactly. I don't Yeah. Like like I love animals, but they're like, I don't really care about your dog. Like I want to see rave outfits. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect example. And I think that's a big reason why people unfollow or are not super amped on, on what you're posting is if they came for one thing and they're getting another. Yes, for sure. I love that. So why is branding important? Oh, branding is just important um, so that your customers can get a real sense of what your what the point is. So kind of back to what I was saying about like anyone can make clothes and sell them, but is there a community behind it? 
is there added value? Um, and that's really where the branding comes in. So, you know, can you create a community that people want to be a part of? Um, and what's the point? Because there's so much more depth and care and love for like the iHeartRaves community as a whole, mm -hmm. I would hope, um, as opposed to just like some cute booty, booty shorts, you know? It's mm -hmm. how does the brand make you feel? What do you, what do you feel when you see um, emails from us or posts from us? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel excited to go to a festival? Does it remind you of a memory? And like, that's the stuff that you can't put a price tag on. Um, you know, that that's really like the, it's that added value that people are getting besides whatever product you're selling. Um, and that's why branding is so important is because it can make people feel like they're a part of it. It's not just, hey, we're iHeartRaves and then like you're the customer and then there's this weird disconnect. It's like, no, we are iHeartRaves. We are in this together and we serve you, the community. You dictate what we do. You dictate what we make, how, what we say, who we feature. It's not us. We're just, we're just the tool. We're just the vehicle. But the customers and the fans and the everyone in the rave scene and the EDM community, that's what's most important. And so how making sure that your brand feels like people can be a part of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, sis. You've been <laughs> dropping so much good stuff. I'm like so excited. This has been my favorite interview. I'm just going to say right now. So thank Aww. you for coming on. Thank you. Thank I love you. how that you, a lot to me. I love how you said about um, feelings, like how you want people to feel for sure mm -hmm. um, is a huge thing just because like how you feel is how you take action. So if you're making someone feel good about your products, feeling sexy in your products, like of course they're gonna buy from you and be like customers for you, for sure. Yeah, exactly. The feeling comes first. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, will ask the question like, why are you gonna spend money on like this designer bag or this designer thing or this expensive item or this, you know, whatever that is. And it's like, if it's not worth the money or like if it's, oh, it's I can make that myself for cheaper. And it's like, yeah, but you don't have the brand story getting a leather bag that looks like a Chanel bag and getting a Chanel bag are two different things. They're two different experiences. And it's because of the strong branding that you feel like it could be anything. It could be like, you know, you feel like once you get that, that like, that's the thing that's going to like, um, you know, kind of like jumpstart the rest of your life of abundance or like it's a goal that you set for yourself or whatever it is. It's like that intrinsic, like, you know, why do you buy that sparkly rave outfit? Because you want to be a freaking fairy. You know, mm -hmm. you, you are, you feel like a fairy and that rave outfit that's sparkly is going to make you feel like a fairy. And it's not really about the actual garments. It's about feeling like a fairy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's like such a core, core reason why people buy things and why people buy things from certain brands as opposed to others. Because when you put it on, it's not just how it looks. It's how do you feel? Do you feel like you're a part of the club? You like, how good does it feel when someone like recognizes your outfit and they're like, Oh my God, I love that. I heart raves outfit. I saw that on the website, girl. It looks so good on you. And then you're like, Oh, they like, it's just that added recognition too. Mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. of like someone else that's like in your club, you know, like, you know, if someone knows that it's I Heart Raves, like they're probably cool. They're also a raver. They can get mm -hmm. down like and it's it's really about that community. And like I'm I'm always the first person to like recognize, be like, hey, is that I, this brand? Is that this brand? And then people are like, oh, my God, yes. How do you know? I'm like, girl, I almost bought that. I love that. It looks so good. And that that's just such it's same thing. You can't put a price tag on that. You know, it's just the, the feeling of the feeling of being recognized and being a part of that that club, you know yeah that community yeah sure. exactly yeah i love that so i have a question for you the very last one this is a question that i ask all the guests and i think it's a perfect question for you i'm super excited to know your answer but what does productivity meets party mean to you how are you able to have fun and get all your stuff done oh yeah that's a great question um well my college kind of phrase that you are a slogan at USC was work hard, play hard. And so I always had that in the back of my mind. Um, that is still very true with my work now. Um, it's really important to show up to the event that you are promoting, right? And to be a part of it. And so there's a delicate balance of having fun, being in the moment, experiencing the event, the way that everyone else is experiencing it and not going too hard to the point where you can't show up at work on Monday. Mm -hmm. um, it's taken me a long time to find that balance. It was not easy in the beginning. It's very hard, especially when I was working events. I was working events like sometimes back to back. Like I was working like Friday night and then I was working Saturday night and I was working till six in the morning and all these like crazy hours and it was not mm -hmm. good for my productivity. I just, I couldn't get anything done. Yeah. And I realized like working at iHeart, like the latest we ever really work at a festival is like do the bulk of the work is like, you know, midnight, like, and so 2am, whatever, that's like, I can go to sleep, I can get a good night's rest, I can wake up and I can do the same thing over again. But if I'm staying up till six in the morning, it's just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to be productive the next day. Yes. So I'm, I'm a big believer in just you know, knowing your limits for one, also setting boundaries, but setting boundaries in a way where it feels good. You know, I think the key is being really excited about that productive thing you're going to do. Um, if you're not excited about the product productive work that you need to do, then it's going to be a lot harder to stop partying or stop having fun. Mm -hmm. So I think like going back to that, making your passion, your profession, um, because my passion is my profession, I have the ability to be like, I could go and see that after hours set, but I need to meet up with like these five amazing influencers tomorrow. And I need to be for them. And I want to make sure that I'm able to get great, amazing content of them. And I know that if I'm out until five in the morning, I'm just not going to do my best. And I care more about being up for them to do this like random after party set or whatever. Um, and so that my mind a lot, like I said, it's taken me a while to find the balance. There's always, there's always times when you're just a little, and you know, you're like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have stayed out that later. I shouldn't have had that last drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely think like I've turned, I, I do the work hard, play hard. I still relate to, but I say more so party with a purpose. 
Yes, and I love that. That's like the new tagline now. Party yes, with a purpose. Party with a purpose. So like I I always go to parties and to events with a reason. So what is that reason? And what's my goal? Am I trying to meet new people? Am I trying to dance? Um, what time do I want to be home by? Um, what are the goals? Like, what, just what are the goals of the party? Why am I going there? Am I going to show off my outfit? Am I going to get an amazing video of my outfit? Like, what is that reason for doing it? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to have a reason. Personally, I just work better in that way when I do have a reason because it helps me kind of plan out the rest of my week. Like having such a, you know, fast paced job, I need to make sure that everything that I'm doing is setting me up for success. And so that helps me um, to kind of just keep myself in check is like, what, why am I doing this? And if I don't have a good reason at this point in my life, I generally don't go. I used to go to every single party under the sun, but that was also because I had to make connections in the festival world. And I was like, I was on a straight hustle. So like I was going to every single event because it was a part of the job. And now I go to uh, festivals with iHeart and that's the job. And so I don't do that much partying outside of it anymore. Um, probably like once a month, I'll pick like, what's the party, who's, who's playing, what kind of music is it? Um, and then like, who's gonna be there? Am I gonna make any new connections? Like, is it gonna be valuable for me, so. Yeah, so many good nuggets. I love how you said boundaries. That's something that I still struggle with. I'm so like, yeah, I can have this meeting and then I can do it like right after and like really setting a boundary for yourself to like give yourself like mental space and physical space to like breathe and recollect your thoughts and prepare. I like how you said also like, I need to show up for my team and I need to give them value. I need to support them. I need to be a good leader and me staying up all night and like drinking, like I'm, I'm not going to be a good leader and I'm not going to be able to support my team and give them what they need. Yeah, exactly. It's, it just becomes also too, you know, you, you only make those mistakes so many times because like, at least for me, I'm like, I'm a very anxious person. If I feel like I'm not doing a good job or if I feel like I'm letting someone down, that's like something that makes me very anxious. And so I found that if I did have something to do that was the next day and I'm up too late, I'm not even enjoying it. Cause I'm just so worried about like, Oh God, I shouldn't be here right now. And like, I don't want to feel bad about partying. I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. So if I get to that point where I'm like, Ooh, I feel like I shouldn't be here. Then I just leave <laughs> instead of just like partying through it and just like, Oh, just whatever. I'm already here. Like, it's fine. Like, and then I'm just like 10 minutes later, it's like, but it's not fine. You have to wake up in six hours. Where are you? Do you have a ride? What are you doing? You know, and I spent a lot of my life and not a lot of my life, but before I worked at iHeart, I had a couple years where I was very fly by the seat of my pants, very anything goes, very yes to everything. And it was great. It was amazing. I'm really happy that I did it when I did it, but there was a certain time when I realized like if I want to take it to the next level I I just cannot be partying like that even if I'm getting jobs I would be getting a job making $200 and then just going to spend it on drinks like after I was done working the party because I was already at a party like Mm. it was it wasn't sustainable it was Mm. amazing fabulous time but it's just 
you know, it's impossible. Like, you know, I used to go to like Sunday day parties all the time. Now, like a Sunday day party, like doesn't, it's not really in the cards for me. Um, I mean, I can go and just have a couple of drinks, which is fine. But also too, even that, like, I just, I want to be there. I need to be there on Monday, 9am. Like my slacks, like, and not only do I need to be there, but I want to be there. I want to be there. And that's really the key. If you don't want to be there, then Mm -hmm. that's going to be a problem. And you're going to have trouble setting those boundaries because it's not what you want to be doing. Yes. Preach, preach. I feel the same way. I do not go out on Saturday nights anymore because Sundays, all I do is coach my students from like 1030 to 4 PM. And I want to make sure I show up for them and listen to them and support them and be accountable and give them value. And I know if I go out at 10 PM on Saturday, my crazy ass, I'm not gonna get home until six in the morning. That's like, I'm the exact same way. And also you want to give yourself space to do that, right? Like that's how I look at it. It's like, I don't, I don't like to put limits on myself for parties that I think are going to be amazing and fun. So like, I'd rather go out a night where if I do stay out till six in the morning and it is amazing and Lady Gaga invites me to her Hollywood, dance, <laughs> which, is, which is my, uh, my current goal. Um, uh, you know, then I can do that and it's fine. And I don't want to feel guilty about it. So it's just really setting yourself up for success and making sure that like you have the space that you need if you do want to party longer, you know? And so like, I'm sure for you, you're like, if I go out on a Friday, then Hey, I have all Saturday to recover. And then like, that's good. And I'll be good by Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I do something similar as well. Um, For me, we actually do go out Saturday nights because Saturday during the Friday night, we usually work on stuff at the house. Um, And then Saturday during the day, we also work on stuff at the house. So then it's like, by the time I go out on Saturday night, I've had a very productive weekend already. So to me, mm-hmm. that, you know, to me, that works, but it's just finding what works for you and your schedule. And yeah, I, I can tell like you're a big planner and you were saying that I'm a massive, massive planner. Like my days are extremely planned, exact to do's on whatever I need to get done that day. And my personal stuff is all super duper planned. My calendar is just like dinner with this person. And it's, it's very much like planned out. And that's just how I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it helps keep my head on straight. I'm the same way. Before I end this conversation, I just want to say that I love you so much. And everyone, like, I'm not going to post a video, but you are stunning right now. I love the blue and gold that you got going and USC grad. That's amazing. And shout out to you. Like you've been killing it and I'm, I'm really proud of you. And I'm glad that I was able to sit down with you and learn about you and your journey. Thank you so much. Seriously. This has been an amazing conversation. And like I said, I'm super honored that you, that you picked me. And I'm also so happy that we had this really cool chance to get to know each other um, a little bit more. Obviously we've just been, we kind of briefly, we talked for so long, but it's been so small, such small things, you know? Um, And I can't wait to meet you in real life. I'm super, super excited about that. Yes, me too. Looking forward to it. Where can everyone find you? Drop your socials. Um, it's at Tesla, T-E-S-S-L-A underscore Venus, V-E-N-U-S. Um, I don't post as much as I usually do because of festivals, but once festivals start rearing back up, at least for me personally, you can find all my fun, crazy styling outfits. Um, and I do post uh, like outfits outside of festivals too, so. 
that's pretty much what I post on my page. Mostly just cool outfits. At least I think they're cool. You know, I don't know, but <laughs> lots of wacky colors and crazy things. I'm also available on DM. Um, I have had quite a few people reach out to me with questions um, about, you know, kind of how I got this job or like what my journey's been, any kind of advice. I'm always available. Um, and DM is a great way to get in touch with me. So if you guys have any follow-up questions or want to know anything about really anything um, or any tips, tips on how to get internships or writing or just anything, um, I'm available. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just on Instagram, do you have a TikTok? I don't Twitter? have a TikTok. I don't have a personal Twitter. is too crazy for me. Yeah, I agree. I don't have a Twitter either. No, no. The, <laughs> the chat, the, I, I have to mean, I have to stay on top of it for, for work purposes. Um, but luckily I have my other team members who help me out in that department. Um, and then TikTok, I did have a personal one, but I actually switched it to my brand that I have with my boyfriend. Um, it's called Fenclaw and Fond, F-E-N-C-L-A-W and A-N-D, Fond, F-A-U-N-D. And right now we just have some men's button downs that are really cool, but we're dropping a full men's and women's collection soon. So that's, you can find that on TikTok and Instagram as well. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I'll put that in the show notes. And I love that your Instagram with you and your boyfriend, you guys have like the cutest, most creative outfits. So yes, thank, thank you, you for coming on the show. It means the world to me. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Of course. Um, have a great night. Thank you so, so much for having me truly. It was super fun. Honestly, such a great episode. Thank you, Tesla, for coming on the podcast. It means so much. This episode is so valuable. Thank you for coming on the show. Partiers, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Remember to party with a purpose. You got this. Keep killing and crushing your goals, Party Squad. See ya. Party, party, party.